0: Siachtan, an Indo Där cloth.
1: Time around Mon Jauna of Chacht I would a credit Gurfader this other's in-time. Skilty Fizz Toormy
0: I Beispiel have, or I didn't have this my APCA. We couldn't have anything done last year today. It was
1: This is an Irish independent podcast. The international drug trade is robust, it's resilient and it's constantly expanding. So the cartels will use every kind of means possible to get their product to the market. And that means like things like light aircraft coming in under the radar to little airfields around Ireland uh, is nothing new. Using chemicals to transform cocaine into charcoal, or transporting several tons of the stuff across the Atlantic in flimsy homemade submarines, they will literally do anything they can to get the product to market because the demand is there.
0: Today on the Indo-Daily, how the Kinehans and other cartels are smuggling drugs into Ireland. This quiet remote airfield in Abbey Shrewl in County Longford is the place that was used by a transnational organised crime gang to land a substantial quantity of cocaine into the country. Over a million euro worth of cocaine was seized at the airport, while almost seven million euro worth of cannabis was recovered at a warehouse in the village of Ballyhale. An Uzi submachine gun and ammunition were also recovered in a separate search in Dublin.
1: 2022 is certainly on course to be another record year for drug seizures in Ireland. But the reality is that it is what has been seized is just a drop in the ocean, a very small amount of what is actually coming into the country. And yes, it means that the likes of the Kinahan cartel are still out there and still in business.
0: I'm Tabitha Monaghan, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm speaking to Irish Independent special correspondent Paul Williams. Paul, 8.4 million euro worth of drugs was seized in Longford earlier this month. It's an example of how innovative gangs have had to become to get the drugs to market.
1: Well, they are, and that that, that was a shipment of cocaine that's worth 8.4 million, but what it's, it illustrates is that the cocaine and the drug trade in general is, is as resilient and uh, as ever because the demand and supply chain is as resilient and as strong as ever. Um, one of the things I think that... that created a lot of debate uh, was that was the lens to which um, criminal gangs and cartels are going to get their product to the market Um, As long as there's demand, the product will always find its way uh, to to the market. But actually using private airfields or uh, airfields around Ireland with small aircraft is nothing new. In fact, Christy Kinahan, when he was starting off in the business himself and John Cunningham, uh, I remember writing about this, makes me feel terribly old, but over 20 years ago they were dropping. They used to fly into Western Airfield and they used to drop the stuff out of a, a light aircraft into Slade Valley, and there was evidence of where the people had spotted something being drawn, thrown out of an aircraft. When the police finally got there, it, you could see the evidence that big heavy crates had been dropped from a great height and four by four fi- vehicles had come in and taken it away. That is one of the, and that has been happening ever since. So, yes, as they are constantly looking at ways to get large consignments to market, and that was an 8.4 million Euro uh, consignment. We've seen in recent times how innovative and um, uh, experimental or, or uh, uh, adventurous, particularly the Mexican and the Colombian cartels, have become in trying to get their product to market. Because, but like you saw last year, where over thirty million uh, euros worth of cocaine came in a ship to, from South America to Rotterdam, uh, disguised as. Charcoal.
0: Do they? They have to make it look like charcoal. So I assume they have to use a lot of chemicals to be able to do that. And then I assume they cannot sell it in that capacity. Then it can no. be black <laughs> gold. Yeah. gold. If you, you
1: know everybody going who's taking cocaine from Colombia, they all have black noses instead of white noses. Yeah, but when you analyze this and look at it, they use this uh, scientists to, to basically disguise it as charcoal. But they then have to put in other, use other chemical substances and compounds to transfer it back from being charcoal to cocaine. Now, the whole issue about that is that people, the, the one psychological thing about cocaine is that cocaine is very white and everyone associates it with cleanliness. But actually what people are taking up their noses is a toxic cocktail of pure poison. Sludge because of all these chemical these chemical processes that have been used to disguise this stuff, but it does illustrate you know the level and the the lengths to which they will go to get their product to market, because I said to you before you know the the European market is growing exponentially all the time it is a huge and thriving market for the some the colombians um, and and the the Mexicans like they 've been using in recent years um, very poorly built. Um, submarines, which are not designed to cross the Atlantic. They also bring, they've also converted, say, trawlers and other kind of ships. And now what they're doing is, um, and there have been quite a few of these seas with 50, 60 million euros worth of coke at a time, but high quality coke, 80, 90% purity. Mm-hmm. But some of these ships and these these um, submarines, which which are manned, by by the way, by people way down the food chain who are prepared to risk their lives to go in this rickety little boat across the Atlantic. Um, It's incredible what they do but they're rigged with explosives now so that in the event that a navy from some of the European Union countries intercepts that ship um, the guys see them coming they will Dive overboard knowing that they'll be picked up and just set off the explosion. You, you know, it's become a really dangerous, but it is a really, it is part of a very, very sophisticated supply chain. And they will go to, and they're going to every length possible. So as soon as, say, for example, they discover about charcoal, say they start looking at charcoal every shipment of charcoal is watched coming into Rotterdam port or into European ports now. Uh, and that was an Irish operation. That was all meant, by the way, I should have said that 30 odd million was meant for the Irish market. It was uh, also, the the operation was mooted and and controlled by Angarda Schiafcona, which is why when it was found it was brought back over here.
0: You said earlier that the European drug industry is massive. Where do Kinahans fit into that now and since the crackdown in April have has their industry or their cartel started to crumble at all?
1: They are. It has taken decades uh, to build the Kinahan cartels uh, distribution and supply network into it is into one of the biggest and most sophisticated in the world. But it's only one of the biggest and most sophisticated in the world because it is in partnership with the other major drug cartels across the world, the biggest criminal organizations in the world. So anything that takes decades to build this kind of very um, elaborate, sophisticated, complex network um, takes a long time to pull asunder. On the other side, the Kinahans are on their last legs. It is only a matter of time before Daniel and his daddy and his brother are going to find themselves incarcerated. However... They still control or are a part of one of the world's most sophisticated and complex drug supply networks. As soon as they're taken out of the picture, others will replace them. That kind of system—it is, is like it is like the distribution system, the global distribution system for any other product that is in big demand. There will always be a way of supplying it to the market and getting it there, and the logistics to get it there. What the police are saying here is that they, um, because of the pressure the Kinhans are under, they have been involved in the process of reorganizing themselves and franchising their operation, as you said. But the franchising means that they still have, they're still getting the cut of the action as it comes through. The problem they have is that on the ground, if some gang decides to rip them off, they're going to be having greater difficulty. They don't have the same army of thugs to go around shooting people and murdering people like they had before. Because there's something like 70 odd of them in prison for very serious crimes from drug trafficking, money laundering, attempted murder, conspiracy to murder and murder. So most of their hitmen are are taken off the streets, so they don't have that uh, same power. But in a franchise operation, they can still get their cut of the action probably with a little bit less risk for them as well. Uh, and that has certainly been seen. But I know it's a side issue to what we're talking about, but I, the, the Kinnhans are, are not going to survive this. Uh, just to reassure your, our listeners that they're not going to survive this. They're on the way to the end.
0: Who supplies the Kinnhans with the drugs? Have they had to increase production in order to meet the demand?
1: Oh, no, the production in, in South America has gone through the roof because demand has gone through the roof. Um, as I, you know, the... Uh, there is very there is no way of quantifying uh, the level of production uh, there is only way of estimating it. there is no way of quantifying the amount of it on the european market but some law enforcement people will tell you who are who are close to the bone with all of this they they estimate that it, that the it, the market has doubled year on year for the past number of years and i think last year um Michael O'Sullivan, the former assistant commissioner who was in charge of MAYOC, the international agency, the marine uh, maritime agency that coordinates the, the our waters, the Atlantic waters, um, in trying to catch these guys, estimated he estimated that it was about, had risen about 13 billion. But there is no way of actually qualifying that because many years ago, um, you know, there's an international hypothesis that law enforcement intercept 10% of the drugs coming into a particular market at a particular time. We know that that is not true.
0: Do you think it's less?
1: Oh, I think it could be way less. There is no empirical way of actually, pre- like, for example, how many thousands of shipments have the Kinehans brought in here before they started causing mayhem. You have to remember as well, Tablet, that like during the recession or the, the, the austerity period which is how the Gardaí were caught with their trousers down around their ankles when the Regency took place. Let's face it. There was no intelligence being gathered on these guys. There was no proactive st- operational stuff going on like you've seen since the Regency and the police have been doing a brilliant job and catching these guys. So th- it was all operating and nobody knew what was going on. So like John Gilligan, famously, one of our most famous gangsters, he was his operation was into its 60th or 65th shipment when they were caught. Now, that's an awful lot less than 10%. Paul,
0: when you see big busts like we saw earlier in the month, does that make any difference to the cartels at all?
1: One of the indicators of the how robust and resilient the drug trade is is that an 8.4 million cocaine seizure in August is huge. Uh, but there was no obvious commensurate um, reduction in the supply of cocaine in the market. Cocaine and cannabis are available and widely available in every little village and town in Ireland. Now, that speaks of a vast amount of the stuff coming into the country with a, you know a, a, a justifiable estimate that the industry in its totality is worth well in excess of one billion euros a year here. So when you didn't see a commensurate drop in the amount of cocaine available on the streets, that tells you that the business is absolutely thriving.
0: But it's also been a record year for drug seizures.
1: It has, absolutely. we did be doing some analysis here in the Irish Independent. Um, like, if... You, we looked at all the figures that have been reported of major drug shipments since the start of the year um, and it would suggest that they're heading for yet again another record year. last year was a record year and the year before and the, 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 the GARDA seizures are jumping year on year like so far up until today when you look at the 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 the, the axiomatic figure, I think is forty seven million two hundred and thirty five thousand. So far this year, 20 million euros. Um, has been cocaine. Another about the same, uh, just less than 20 million, is cannabis. And worryingly as well is 5.6 million uh, of heroin has been seized this year. It's vast, it's resilient, and it seems to be unstoppable.
0: I think the big takeaway from this is these seizures are just considered part of business.
1: Oh, absolutely. And in fact, it's a well-known fact, uh, modus operandi, and I know Daniel Kinnahan has done this. Uh, Daniel in through the drug business, people in the drug business would tell you that they would say have four or five shipments coming in at a time because they were a massive organisation. So he would nominate one of the gangs who were importing his stuff and he'd tip off the police. He'd he'd organise a way of tipping them off and they'd tip them off and say... Um, Paul Williams has a big shipment coming in because he looks at me as much but you're dispensable. And what it does it keeps maybe the people, the law enforcement people he's talking to abroad or somewhere else, keeps them happy that he's you're giving them product. It gives makes everybody happy because they've got a seizure. But the whole point of it is that eighty percent of what he sent out, as in the four other shipments, still get to the market. And they can withhold they can carry that loss because it's not a major loss to them.
0: And where does Ireland fit within a European context there in terms of cocaine consumption?
1: Well, one of the, the figures is that we are, I think, the third per capita, uh, the third biggest consumer of cocaine. We're well up there then. The Irish Paddy uh, is very much in love with his white Colombian marching powder. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 we all know what the cocaine trade in particular does. Cocaine trade ultimately has drives organised crime activity. It drives the number of gangland murders. It drives a whole host of uh, ancillary criminal uh, activities. Like you have drug dealers in every village and town in Ireland now. Uh, you have a huge amount of drug-related intimidation going on out there. Not to mention the, the, the addiction problems. And it really is, you know, the, it really is a drug that um, we, co- we cannot really consider decriminalizing it.
0: Do Gardy have any chance of stemming the tide on this at all?
1: No, it's, it's it's like what they're doing is it's it's a maintenance program. Like we use the analogy quite a bit of the garden where you have unruly weeds continuously growing in it or or briars coming in across the wall trying to engulf your 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 plants. You know, it is about maintenance, so but they never is,
0: want a group to get as big as the Kinnhins again. Yeah, but essentially. It's like that,
1: you know, inevitably that's going to happen again. But you are right; it, it, they're trying their best to maintain the problem. They're, this problem is never going to go away. It has become normalised in our society. It is a fact of life, and the fact of life is that huge number of our people in in our country, huge number of Irish people, on a regular basis, are abusing. Uh, illegal narcotics
0: My thanks to Irish Independent Special Correspondent Paul Williams I'm Tabitha Monaghan and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll researched by Gareth Mulhall with sound design by Gavin Hennessy archive clips from RTE News Virgin Media News and Independent.ie If you enjoy the Indo Daily don't forget to like follow and leave us a review